0: Mark? Yes, sir. Thank you so much for calling me. Oh, man, anytime, bro. So I got to tell you a funny story. I was driving to work, obviously knew I was going to be talking to you today. Put on the album, right? I'm going to crank the album, throw down the windows. It's a nice day in sunny California. And I turn the corner and this train comes up next to me. And of course, I got your music on. I'm gunning it. I'm going to race the train here. So I just put the pedal to the metal and I'm taking off and the train's coming up alongside me and of course passes me (laughs) at one point. But, (laughs) But it made me think about your album and, and the album cover and, and what it feels like listening to your album it's really like a, a train like hey you either hitch up your track to our track or get off the tracks because we're, we're rolling through we're gonna we're coming for you we're coming for blood
1: <laughs> some badass imagery right there baby <laughs>
0: That's what it feels like man like hey either either get on for the ride or get off the tracks man because we're here to throw down hell
1: yes I love it man. <laughs>
0: this is the second album now Forged in Fortitude Josh Wilbur again And I imagine that there's some things The second time around That that are easier You know, just from having the experience uh, Curious kind of what that was for you What was easier the second time around And with that easiness What did that allow you to work on With that extra time you had, so to speak?
1: You hit it well on the nail on the there, man When we first, you know, got signed And we were doing our first record And uh, Josh Wilbur was introduced into the mix it was kind of jarring to me, you know, uh, having a producer, having an outsider, you know, come in and kind of, uh, I like this and I like that and kind of nitpick at it and scrutinize a bit. The first time, man, I remember, you know, me and Josh weren't really getting along the first maybe <laughs> a week or two, but uh, after a while, man, you know, I, I kind of played the game and I was like, well, this is what it's all about, you know, getting the producer in here and, and just making things better, man, you know, sculpting it into a, a masterpiece, if you will. So having jo- Josh, getting back into the room and, and writing again with Josh was a hell of a lot easier, a hell of a lot smoother. You know, and it really shows on this album just because, man, we had been relentlessly touring the first record for the past, I don't know, two plus years. You know, uh, other than a couple of ideas and templates that we had, riffs and whatnot, we didn't really get together much to, to try to compose and to write, you know, because whenever we got home, man, we, you know, we wanted to spend some time at home with our families and whatnot. So, uh, once we got into the studio with Josh this time around, you know, as soon as he got into the mix, man, we brought out those templates and those riffs, and they just started to write themselves, man, you know? It's it just magic. It's just magic that happens You know, once all five of us get together, and then once, you know, Josh, all six of us, it just flows, baby. You know what I
0: mean? <laughs> Absolutely, man. I love it. I love getting to talk to the singer too, because then I kind of get like a little uh, tune introduction from the singer. So if you could, I wanted to ask you about a couple tunes on the album, and man, I, I got to start off here with feed the need oh man
1: <laughs> that's one kick-ass too man i know that nick our bass player you know he's, he's pretty damn talented with those damn fingers of his you know his style of, of picking you know with his fingers and plucking and whatnot he had been working on this one riff for a while you know we just had let him shine you know what i mean and so, how a bass intro let's try it out let's see what happens sure enough you know nick comes into that bussing with that riff and then we had the the rest of the music pretty much figured out Uh, it was just a matter of putting in that bass intro and then just leading into the you know to the main riffs I love playing that song live man you know from the lyrical standpoint I know that I really really wanted to pay homage to all the people you know everyone across America well hell man across the world now that have supported this band and, and our music I mean there's so many people man so many people that have kind of brought us in, you know, have have given us a place to stay, you know, several locations throughout the country, man, have given us a place to stay, have fed us in the mornings, you know, given us uh, warm showers. I mean, so all this, man, came into mind because it it just inspired me, man, you know, because sometimes doing what we do, you know, sometimes we get in the rut and I'm kind of like, you know, I know that sometimes I wake up in the morning, I'm like, man, you know, am I doing the right thing? You know, it's like, you know, my wife's back home, I've got three kids, you know, she has it hard sometimes, man. Absolutely. And uh, so I sometimes question, you know, whether I'm on the right path or not. And then I come across these people, these beautiful, kind-hearted people, man, that just, you know, that take us in and just feed this never-ending drive. It's just kind of like, hey, man, you know, keep doing what you're doing. I love your music. This is what it's done for me. It's gotten me through a divorce. It's gotten me through some pain. It's gotten me through some adversity. Hell, man, last night I talked to some lady who said, hey, it got me through cancer. Stuff like that, man, that really, really, really you know, hits a nerve in me, man. And so that's really what it is, man. Feed the need, you know, the need to just push on and persevere, baby. You know what I mean? Song is really an homage and in reverence to all those people that support us, man.
0: Love it, man. Great killer tune. Let me ask you about two more here. And another one that got me cast in stone.
1: Cast in stone. Yeah. You know, like I was talking to you about, uh, you know, whether I'm on the right path or not, you know, the whole aspect of uh, existentialism and what are we doing here and what's our purpose and this and that. And with this song, it's kind of like I'm not cast in stone, whether like I'm not permanently here, permanently there. I don't belong here, belong there. I'm kind of like caught in between. It's one of them songs that kind of like soul searching, you know, uh, trying to find yourself, your identity. And the lyrics are pretty straightforward, man. It's kind of just like just trying to find your identity, you know, in, in the world. And well, hell in, in this biz, you know.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Let me ask you about one other tune and the one you did the video for, Beneath the Riverbed. I- Actually, I got that song title,
1: Beneath the Riverbed, Bar- the Cornell reference. It's really about just relentlessly just on the grind, you know, hence the lyrics kept my nose to the grindstone. Just, you know, just being on the road all the damn time, dude, and being confined in a quote-unquote cage, which is this damn band that I'm writing in right now. (laughs) (laughs) You know, just grinding it out and hustling, man, and and, uh, kind of just reflecting on the past two years of just toying constantly, you know, and sometimes you just got to tip that bottle and just drown your sorrows, you know what I mean? (laughs) That's what it's all about, man. Okay.
0: I love it, and and I really love, like, Texas has really, like, become a hotbed for music, it feels like. I feel like all the cool bands are coming out of Texas, and they put something in the water to make everyone metal, or is it, like, Tom Araya moving to to (laughs) Texas, but it's, like, you got all these bands, you guys, nothing more, Fire from the Gods, all these new bands popping up, and, of course, you know, Pantera and Drowning Pool and all the the older bands, too, but it it seems like the place to be.
1: It's an amalgam of different things, man, and I know for us, you know, just being from the most Southern tip, I mean, yes, we get influences from all over Texas, right? Including Pantera and ZZ and Stevie Ray Vaughn and, you know, all, all them kick-ass bands, man. But then being from the furthest south, you know, the south right next to the border, man, there is a lot of, you know, there is a lot of Latin influence and Hispanic influence that, that comes into play, man, especially with my singing, you know. There's a lot of uh, Tejano, there's a there's genre, really, a Texas genre, you know, called Tejano. It influenced a lot of my singing, man, and it, I don't know if it's in the dirt or if it's <laughs> in the water or whatnot, man, but uh, I love it, dude.
0: I love it. <laughs> Too, man. Wanted to get your opinion on a couple of things. Just us as rock fans, like things we all talk about. Kind of curious. Obviously, there's a Pantera influence from you guys, but kind of curious who was a bigger influence for you Guns N' Roses or Metallica? Oh, man. It's got to be Metallica, man. <laughs> <laughs> Talk to me about your uh, introduction to Metallica and what made you fall in love with them and maybe your favorite album or favorite couple tunes. Well,
1: hell, man, it's got to be the Black Album, dude. That was really one of the first you know, introductions to the rock and roll heavy metal world, man. I mean, I know that I was terrified, terrified of that one lick understand Enter Sandman. <laughs> it terrified me, man. And then with the music video, just holy hell, I fell in love with it, man, instantly, instantly. So I gotta say, Enter Sandman and uh, definitely the Black Album, man. <laughs> That's it right there, dude.
0: That's a band that I think every hard rock, heavy metal fan, you know, you have to love Metallica. I mean... To oh, any-
1: hell yeah. And then the production, man. I mean, you come back and like, you're kind of uh, knowledgeable, somewhat, you've obtained a bit of knowledge with production and dude I mean the production on that album man is is flawless flawless
0: yeah, it sounds amazing. Hey, let me get your opinion on this. So speaking of Metallica, you know, we had the like the big four a few years back and you know, Metallica, Megadeth, Slayer, Anthrax is the big four. I've been working on the next one, the next generation. I've come up with the Flannel Five.
1: <laughs> oh hell, I
0: wanna hear that. Dude. All right, so the Flannel five is Nirvana, <laughs> Stone Temple Pilots. Soundgarden, Pearl Jam, Alice in Chains. Your favorite and That's why? Right.
1: Oh, dude. You want me to pick my favorite out of all them?
0: Yeah. Oh, dude. I. Okay, I mean,
1: well, I'm going to say this right now. I respect the hell out of them, but I'm not too crazy about Nirvana. Damn, dude. This is a hard one, man. I mean, I love STP, <laughs> Alice in Chains, Pearl Jam. Man, you know what? Probably Soundgarden, dude. It's got to be Soundgarden to me. Damn it, man. You know, because I was going to say, well, you know, Cornell's vocals, man, but I'm I mean Lane Staley also had that, you know, beautiful he, he had soul in his voice, man. But you know, just Chris Cornell because he was so so influential lyrically, just one of them mad geniuses, man. And and then his vocal range. He had everything, man. Like the guy could could, could hit those low tones, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. But then go all the way up to ah! I mean just his scale, man, just the range on that dude. You know, much love to Chris Cornell, dude. Much love to him, dude. Soundgarden, I think, is my my, my bet.
0: Give me a jam or two from Soundgarden, your okay, favorite. Yeah, I really liked the Bad Motor Finger record.
1: I mean, there's so many cool, cool songs and of course Outshined or whatnot. Uh, there's this one called Holy Water that I really dig. Slaves and Bulldozers is a badass tune. Yeah. Uh, Searching with My Good Eye Closed, I think that's what <laughs> it's called if I'm All their albums, man, they've got, they've got some gems in there, man. I love this one album. Uh, I think it's called Super Unknown. Yep. There's this one one song and it's, it's kind of somber, but I love the lyrical content. Called uh, "Like Suicide," it's just a cool, cool tune, man. And it's really laid back, and it's got some like bongo action. Oh man, I can't, I can't say enough about Soundgarden, dude
0: curious with it kind of coming to an end of 2017 and looking ahead to 2018. Or, are you a New Year's resolution guy or do you have anything any sort of goals or anything for uh, 2018?
1: I just try to stay as active and as fit as possible. Whether that's going to happen or not, I'm not too sure. <laughs> I know for sure you know, just keep my ass in the damn gym and keep my ass in check as far as like eating crap, you know what I mean? Because on the road, man, it's just hard, man. It's hard to eat right on the road, you know what I mean? Especially when you're in a van, you know, you don't really have uh, the resources to be cooking and eating right and stuff yeah. like that. So try to keep my ass in check as far as my nutrition, but as far as the band, you know, just to keep pushing the hell out of this band, man, you know what I mean? Just trying to break it, man. Trying to break this Sons of Texas band to just, you know, get it out there, baby. Anytime, place, anywhere, we just want to go play and spread the word, man. You know, we just want to spread like disease. And hopefully, man, you know, hopefully catch a lot more attention this next year bro you know there's not a lot of things set in stone as far as touring I know that we're gonna be on the road for sure relentlessly this next year but nothing has yet to be confirmed so fingers crossed man
0: (laughs) yeah I got my fingers crossed you come by Southern California man hell we'd love to man we love California dude that weather is beautiful I love it anytime we're over there
1: well especially to record you know it's always a good time man I love California and the weather man beautiful
0: last question question for you then since you've been here and spent some time in and out versus whataburger come on
1: ah dude oh man Uh, i've had in and out one time and it was wasn't really a a good experience no what yeah i don't know what it was man but as soon as i got my burger just whatever it was wrapped in was drenched with grease I don't know. <laughs> it kind of it kind of turned my stomach, man. I was like, What the hell? And I don't know if that kind of set it off for me, but you know, I took maybe a bite or two. I gave it a chance. I gave it a chance and I, I said, you know, maybe the sandwich will redeem itself. And I took a bite at you, and just, I, I just could not get over the, the, the greasiness of it. It was probably a one-time thing, dude. Yeah. But I'm going to go ahead and say burger all the way, baby. Hey,
0: well, <laughs> next time you're in California, do me a favor. This will help you out. You're trying to watch the, the pounds and the intake and everything. If you go to In-N-Out, because they have a whole secret menu, ask for it protein style. They give it to you in a lettuce wrap, and you save on the bun. That's a secret menu? No way. Yeah. I didn't know that. Yeah, they have all kind of things, animal style, and, and that's one of them, protein style. They'll do it, and they'll remove the bun, and they'll give you the burger, the double-double or whatever you want in between two pieces of uh, lettuce wraps, basically. Hold so you have lettuce cow, instead of the bun.
1: Hey, yeah, man, well, next time I got to try that out, man.
0: Yeah, try it for sure. <laughs> Beautiful, Mark. Thank you so much for the time. Best of luck out of there on the road, and can't wait till you come to SoCal.
1: Hell yeah, man. Thank you so very much for having me, brother. I appreciate that.
0: Hey, safe travels. Happy holidays. and Yes, sir. Yes, sir. You too, man. You guys
1: be safe and happy holidays, brother. Catch you later. All right, brother. Take Bye-bye. care now.